Hi friends, welcome to Springs and Roots. Many times in our fast-paced world, we don't have time for those God conversations that refresh us and bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is an ongoing conversation between two friends demonstrating how our faith informs our lives. The roots of a tree hold it fast in place so that it won't be moved, while springs are fresh waters that bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is meant to stir you up and refresh you as you continue to grow deep roots in God. Now let's jump into today's conversation with Linda Reed and Casey Watson. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on Springs and Roots today. Uh, this is Linda Reed and I am joined by the fabuloso Casey Watson. <laughs> Uh, we are continuing our conversation on guilt, mm-hmm. and this is actually part two, yeah. where we're going to kind of um, go to the other side of the coin that we had mentioned last time about guilt. So if you missed last ones, go back to that one, listen to that one, yeah. and you'll be all it's caught good. up. But um, we just are so glad that you're here with us. Yeah, so we talked about last week that there's we kind of were defining guilt into two phases, right? Mm-hmm. Real guilt, which is... Like our done mistakes, wrong. our sin, mm-hmm. our failures that we need to confess and deal with, right? Yes. And then the other kind of flip of the coin is the imposed guilt. And that can be guilt that's imposed by ourselves, by our own thoughts or actions, or by somebody else. Right, by, society. Yeah, comparison, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I was thinking before we started, um, I was trying to think of, like, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> like, probably you and yes. any mom that's listening, yes. you, like, you can think of multiple stories right yes. where you felt mom guilt where you felt yes. i didn't have a good enough whatever. birthday party uh, yeah exactly and they didn't have so the shoes so that this. they needed yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but the first story that popped into my head uh was i had um a baby uh a toddler and an elementary school child my um daughter my youngest had an ear infection and um it's january in vermont which if you're from the north and from cold areas <laughs> meant that there was probably two feet of snow on the ground mm-hmm. and more coming down that mm-hmm. I remember very clearly. I had yeah. just gotten done at the doctor's office and of course I'm having to lug all of my kids to pick up a prescription for an ear infection for the baby. And Caleb, my sweetheart, uh, refused to put on pants. Like, and so, I have a well, Ellie's probably screaming, screaming right. snotty ear infection, double ear infection, you know, baby on my hip. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I just chose, um, you know what, this is not, this is not the hill I'm dying on today, yeah. right? I'm just, fine, wear your damn shorts, child, get in the car. So, to my credit, I did get a coat on him and mm-hmm. boots. Yes. He was, in fact, in shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in two feet of snow, in 20 degree weather, with snow coming down yes. in buckets, okay? Oh my gosh. So, and our pharmacy was in a grocery store, so I have to traipse in to the grocery store. Oh my gosh. With all three kids, screaming child on my hip, and I'm telling you, the looks I got, I think, I don't know, I'm assuming them they're because of the child in the shorts with snow like, inside <laughs> his boots probably at this point, right? Yeah. And I just remember feeling like, like I was just inches tall, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could not be a worse mom. And I just remember berating myself mentally, like yeah. seeing people give me looks. Anyways, I just, that's the first story that came to mind. And I just remember feeling pretty miserable, but then like, 
looking and realizing that my misery was causing misery upon my child, who's yes. normally a very joyful child. Yes. And so I was like, nope, I'm not going to do this. And you imposed it upon yourself yeah. based on yeah. the judgment Stares you felt and, you were getting around you. And also it's presumed judgment. I didn't, I don't even know that they, I mean, I'm yeah, assuming exactly. that they were giving me looks and, the, you know, like, <laughs> so anyways, I'm sure that I'm not the only mom who's yes. walked through that, but... Yeah, and it's just an example of, like you said, what we all feel that it's like this imposed guilt upon us based on either what we think other people think, but I think most of the time it's on what we, we think. think. Or what we think, think they're other thinking. thinking. Right? <laughs> exactly. And so, but just yep. like we were talking about how our, you know, real sin, if if left unchecked, can hold us into a captivity. This is just another form of bondage in the mind to hold yeah. us down because yeah. the enemy will also use this. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't care if it's real or not real. If it's bringing us down, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where he wants us. Yeah. You know, that's where he wants us is, da- is down. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit in the last podcast about how he deals in half-truths. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing here. Where he'll take something that, like, even in this instance that I was talking about, like, Mm -hmm. in that moment I was feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And Mm -hmm. he came in with my, you know, in that moment and said, you're a bad mom. Mm -hmm. What kind of, what kind of mom lets her child, first of all, lets her child get an ear infection, her baby, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or whatever. And then second of all, like, lets her child go out in a 20 degree snowstorm with Mm -hmm. shorts on. Right. You know, and that's not, that had nothing to do with what kind of mother I was, Mm -hmm. right? It just, in that moment. It was a circumstantial, you know, instance, but he he uses it if we'll let him to beat us down so that, like you said, then you really could be a bad mom the rest of the day because you can be Mm -hmm. yelling and angry and and frustrated and making them miserable. And then that's just, that's his paradise, you know, is our misery. That's sad. It's sad, but I think what gets us into trouble and I struggled with this my whole life, is expectations. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, most people, I think, maybe I, I've met a few people who don't deal in expectation. <laughs> but, um, few and far between. Few and far between. But most people really have um, uh, self-expectations, yes. right? Self, like this is what they're expecting to happen or whatever mm-hmm. um, on for themselves, but also for other people. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I get in trouble a lot because I'll sit down to have a conversation or whatever and I've kind of already written a script in my head mm-hmm. and then the you know the frustration comes when wait you're not following my script yeah <laughs> what's wrong with you you're saying the wrong things yeah um and and then it gets all off kilter and so I think a lot of times that that um imposed guilt comes mm-hmm. from expectations that we have specifically in this case maybe of ourselves mm-hmm. I should be doing xyz i -hmm. should look xyz or my Mm -hmm. kids or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's just falling short over and over again yes i think that that that's a huge yes i'm gonna read this thing you actually sent it to me a couple weeks ago um when we start talking about doing this um podcast on guilt and so the title of it was How to Be a Mom in 2019. Okay. So this is just, and this, yeah, we're talking about mom, but honestly, it, this is kind of that goes back to the expectations yeah. that we all put on ourselves that are unrealistic. Make sure your children's academic, emotional, psychological, <laughs> mental, spiritual, physical, nutritional, and social needs are met 
at all times. <laughs> While being careful not to overstimulate, underestimate, improperly medicate, helicopter, or neglect them in a screen-free, processed foods-free, plastic-free, body-positive, <laughs> social conscious, but also authoritative, I can didn't say that word right, nurturing but fostering of independent, gentle, but no overly permissive, pesticide-free, now I lost all the the um, commas pesticide-free two-story multilingual home preferably in a cul-de-sac with a backyard also don't forget use coconut oil (laughs) no pressure no pressure (laughs) but it's so true right it is and this is the pressure that you know i think so i guess as you're sitting here talking um this is me i'm asking what is the answer Mm. how do we not let ourselves come under the answer Yes, you do. The answer is know the things that we ought to do yeah. based upon the yeah. Lord and his expectations of us. Yeah. And constantly cast off those unrealistic expectations that either society or we ourselves put on ourselves. Yeah. Um, and realize that, yes, the Lord has good things for us. Like, yes, he wants us to, you know... We, we need to discipline our children. We need yeah. to, you know, do this. We need to take care of ourselves, you know, healthy. And this isn't like, oh, do whatever you want. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is, but do it all unto the Lord. Yeah. And in the light of His That's face, so you know. And so... Not for Instagram, you mean? No. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's not for Instagram. It's for the Lord. That's what I'm... That's exactly, Casey. <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's unto the Lord. Yeah. And so it's like when we begin to live our lives for the audience of one... Yeah. What did Jesus say? Seek the kingdom and its righteousness. That's where we're going to be in right standing. So instead of seeking the right standing of um, my peer group and this and that and Instagram, and I got to make sure my account's on right standing. Like that's what we're seeking, that righteousness, which will never give us righteousness. But seek the kingdom first and his righteousness, then everything else will be added unto us. And so that's the answer to escape from this you know, obsessiveness yeah. of the society has put upon yeah. us. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about comparison. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about social media. Mm-hmm. And so we're not jumping on a bandwagon here. No. We're addressing it from a different standpoint. But it plays in, right? It a does. lot of the reason that we have self-imposed guilt, that mm-hmm. we have this feeling of expectation, is because we think yes. we're not measuring up. Right. But what we're what we're using as our yardstick is the world, the world, and the world and that's standards. That's not what we're called to. We're called Girl, to run our own amen race. On that one. <laughs> but it's, it's true. true. It's you know, and it's we're running. So we're trying to run someone else's race, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to, um, you know, and Paul's very clear, run the race set before you. That's right. right? Not somebody else's. That's right. So. Well, and I think I read this in the last podcast, but I was talking about it in the light of, you know, not being guilty over, you know, getting rid of our sin. But it applies to this as well, because I think and I think it's good. Honestly, we had guys we did not plan on talking about social media, but <laughs> um, like you said, we're not jumping on a bandwagon. But the truth is, is this is really new, you know, yes. in the sense of time, yes. you know, and what we're dealing with. Yeah, because I think if we talk to our moms, their sense of mom guilt would probably be very pale i'm sure they still had it in some sense but pale in comparison pale yes yeah or just image guilt yes too or status status guilt sometimes guilt is um 
a conditioned emotion. Um, in other words, people are conditioned to feel guilt. And I honestly think it's kind of like, again, just every time yeah. you're schooling through that, it's like yep. that guilty feeling of I'm not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. not worthy. People who struggle to overcome feelings of chronic guilt have a higher risk for depression and anxiety. Yep. Do we live in the day of anxiety oh or goodness. not? A person with depression yeah. who self-isolates may feel guilty then for shutting people out, but unable to help. They are unable to help but doing that, isolating. Um, so it's just... It's the feeling of worry or unhappiness is what guilt does, that you've done something wrong or that you think you've done something wrong. And here's what people do is when they compare, they think, they think, and that's why we're talking about today, impose guilt. They think I've done something wrong. Somehow I've missed it. I've failed. I've missed the mark. I've missed the mark. Why am I not as popular? Why am I not as thin? Why am I not as rich? Why Why am I not as clean? Right. Blah, blah, blah. All of it. So that's what we're talking about. And so... Again, what is the answer? Stop looking to the world as the the yardstick, you know, of um, what we're supposed to be doing and instead look to God. Well, and it creates a cycle, I think. Even as you were reading that, I was thinking there's it creates the cycle of you're scrolling or or you're just out in public and you see someone with a new outfit or mm-hmm. in whatever and you're like oh I'm still I'm I need new clothes but it starts a cycle right mm-hmm. there's something that catches Triggers. your mind mm-hmm. and instead of being content with where you are mm-hmm. you you start longing or coveting right yes. so instead of contentment we choose to covet mm-hmm. and then we go down that road. So then it takes an imposed, what could be an imposed guilt and actually turns it into a legitimate Something that sin, really needs to be reflected right? of, yes. But then, it, but then, then we're like, oh, and then we know that because we're walking in relationship with the Lord or mm-hmm. we should be or most Hopefully of us are. are. I mean, because this is something I struggle with and mm-hmm. I do walk closely. I feel like I walk closely with the Lord. Um, but we, you know, I struggle with this. So it's, but it, then it starts a cycle. So then I, then I cross over mm-hmm. into coveting or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I realize, Oh, wait, I've done, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's not right. I shouldn't be doing. So then I feel guilt over that. And then, but then it's just like this whole, it it's spins out of control. Yeah, right? right. And it, what, what I should have done was <laughs> my mom taught me this bless them. Yeah. Bless her in her outfit, That's Lord. Good. Let her work it. That's right? good. That's right. <laughs> and thank you for what I have on That's my right. body. Thank you yeah. that I am not walking down the street naked That's or right. in tatters, right? Yes. Everybody else should be thanking me that I am not walking down yes. the street. <laughs> but the point is, is that you turn your, turn it. your yes. perspective. Mm-hmm. And our pastor preached a sermon on this a couple months ago. And he said, make your focus the giver, not the gift. Mm. Right? So instead of thinking about what the object is the object of our desire or the object that we've received or mm-hmm. an object. I'm using that term loosely because that can yeah. be physical or metaphysical or whatever. Right. But the point is, instead of that, mm-hmm. turn it back to him. Mm-hmm. Right? It's exactly what you're saying. Like, focusing our eyes. It's all for his glory. Mm-hmm. You're the giver of all good things, yes. Lord. So I'm going to turn my eyes back to you. Mm-hmm. And also, you know what? If if we were, if we all dress the same, if we all look the same, if we yeah, all said so the boring. same cool words and took the same pictures, this it would be so boring. Right. We wouldn't. There would be nothing interesting, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes I'm just. I just walk down the street thinking of myself as the flavor, right? That's right. Y'all are blessed by my presence. <laughs> I'm the flavor sprinkled in. That's right. That's right. Don't look like just everybody else. Mm. What were the other things? Because you were sharing that with me 
that your pastor had yeah, said, Yeah, so too. he said, seek the giver, not the gift. So that's focusing our eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. That verse um, in Psalm 27, gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think in Hebrews 12, it says to fix our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes. So we're, we're looking towards him. The second thing is focus on collaboration versus competition, mm-hmm. which I thought that was really I love good. That. Yes. Collaborate. Support one each one another, build each other up, right? And that makes me think, you know, uh, of the the passage that talks about that we are um, a part of we're all one part of a larger body, yes. right? And we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. But the point is, is that we all um, have a part to play, mm-hmm. and it's not in competition with each other. I'm talking with my hands right now, and my hands are not in competition with. <laughs> other they're collaborating to make big (laughs) gestures so we're all part of one body right and my my hands are emphasizing the words that are coming out of my mouth right we're there so my point is is that we all play a part in a whole Mm -hmm. we are not the whole in and of ourselves that's right and Um, what a relief that is for real that'll take some weight off of you right there for real right (laughs) And and actually i think about this in our relationship because you are a visionary, you're a dreamer, and you're also a networker. Mm-hmm. And those are three things I'm not good at. You give me your dream, and I will give you a list of how to make it happen mm-hmm. in the most efficient, practical way right. possible. <laughs> and then I'm going to go sit on my couch by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of your network. <laughs> but we balance each other out yeah. really well in that. And that's the gift of being a part of a right, body, that's right? right? Mm-hmm. So collaboration, not competition. And then the third thing, which ties in with that, is when we've already addressed this, is run your own race, mm-hmm. not someone else's. Yes. And um, and and I thought that those were three incredible points, right? Yes. Just not we're not um, we're not trying to make this a big, huge, complicated mm-hmm. thing. It's really simple. Look to Jesus yes. first, right? Mm-hmm. Focus on um, lifting one another up and coming together where we can. Mm-hmm. And then when all else fails, just, you know, take the next right step. That's right, a exactly. common phrase you hear a lot. Mm-hmm. But my prayer often is, Lord, let my heart beat where my feet stand. Mm-hmm. And that's just my way of kind of refocusing. This is where my feet are right now. Yeah. And let me be present in this moment. And let me accept this moment for what it is without trying to make it all pretty and fluffy. Let's just let it yes. be. Yes. And and then walk forward. And that's where, you know, when you're, you know, when you're running through your day-to-day life and you're, you know, looking around, you know, whether it's on social media, yeah. your neighborhood or wherever your world is, and you can yeah. say, like you just said, th- these situations may not be yeah. exactly what I want them to be. You know, maybe I'm not as thin as I want to be. I don't have as much money as I want to be. It's okay to feel like God actually has good things for you. Like for us in that example, it's okay that we want our kids to do what's right. But don't feel guilty over every little thing that is beyond your control. Instead, turn your face to the Lord because that guilt, if it can, will take you into a cycle that will take you away from looking at the face of God. And it will just waste your time. Think about all the time that all of us spend in our minds feeling guilty Mm -hmm. because of imposed guilt that we could be praying. Yeah. (laughs) You know? We take on the responsibility and it's not ours to take. No. Right? I mean, there's... Cast all your cares on Jesus. (laughs) And we think that... Like, we're in charge. Like, oh, the buck stops with me. Yes. I have to do what. And But, I mean, the, the deal is at some point we co- we have to come to a place where we release. Release. That's where right. Where we recognize that I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust your way. I trust your will. 
even with our kids, right? Yes. Uh, my job is Especially to turn the them, kids. point them to Jesus, point mm-hmm. them to Jesus, point them to Jesus, point them to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And I do that through small things throughout the day, small things throughout their life, sometimes mm-hmm. big ways, right? But but it's not, it's not um, it should not be a burden. It should be a privilege a joy, and a yes. joy. And when I start to see it as a burden, mm-hmm. that's when I realize I've, I've twisted this. Mm-hmm. I've twisted the design that the Lord has for parenting and I'm taking too much of this on and I'm not letting, mm-hmm. I'm not trusting him. Mm-hmm. We're walking through, a, you know, adolescence with one of ours, our oldest, and he's kind of, you know, losing that little kid mentality and definitely turning, mm-hmm. you know, to his sights on being a teenager yes. and wanting to embrace all that that means. And, and that's hard for me sometimes because I want to control still mm-hmm. and I'm having to learn that that means I may have to speak to him differently instead mm-hmm. of telling him, I need you to do X, Y, Z, you know, like I would as a kid, you need to do this or da, da, da. I have to change the way I, ha- I talk to him. Mm-hmm. I'm still giving him guidelines. I'm mm-hmm. still giving him instruction, but instead I'm coming alongside him a little bit. Right. I'm still leading him, yes. but there's a little more collaboration in this. Mm-hmm. And so that me, but, but my point is, is that, um, I have to let go a yeah. little bit, like the yeah. little age appropriate ways. I'm having to let go and just be like, okay, Jesus, mm-hmm. I trust you. I yeah. trust that I am doing the best I can. And you're filling in all the gaps. And he That's does. Right. That's what's so amazing. Right. I mean, we take on too much and he's saying, I got this. Right. And I think probably the number one area that we feel guilt is that mom guilt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that I'm not measuring up. It crippled me when I was a young mom. And so I would especially say to young moms, like, um, if you let it, it will, it will be the boss of your parenting style, which is, I'll just use a really strong word. Horrible. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Because, again, who should be the leader in how you parent your children? Yeah. God, his spirit, his truth, not the guilt over, I'm not perfect. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a very strong encouragement. If I would speak to any young parents, I would say, do not let guilt be your boss. Um, Let Jesus be your boss. And we're going to mess up. (laughs) Yeah, we will. mess up. And so that, that, but that's, we, instead of feeling guilt and shame yeah. over that we use that as a teaching right yeah opportunity we go to our kids and we say i screwed up yeah i'm sorry i acted in my flesh and i let it get the best yeah. of me i let my anger roar i whatever and and the words i said maybe were a little harsh and mm-hmm. i should have dealt more gently with you or whatever and we it, please forgive me yeah and and that's a teaching opportunity mm-hmm. that teaches humility to our children it teaches them to take responsibility for their mistakes which if your kids are anything like mine <laughs> they're not so great at yeah. but um it's you know it's teaching them from a, like a leadership position we're not yeah. lording over them we're guiding yeah. them and helping them and walking alongside yeah. them and, well and it's the same like yeah. it's just like this living up to this you know measure of perfection yeah. that not letting the world not letting the enemy not letting ourselves put an unrealistic expectation on us that will yeah. put us in a guilt cycle. Yes. Um, but instead looking to Jesus, who yeah. is, he is the one who yes. will lead us into righteousness, yeah. which means right standing. Yeah. And you can be in right standing and your house be a little bit messy. You can be in right standing and your kid be in shorts <laughs> in the 20 degree weather. You know, you can be in yeah. right standing and, you know, not look like everything is perfect at, at all times. Um, and there's so much freedom yeah. in that. And that's, that's, you know, Jesus wants to call us into freedom. The enemy wants to call us into bondage. And so um, your unchecked guilt, false guilt, that leads to bondage. um, But Jesus leads to freedom. So 
where you were talking, I was thinking in that verse that says we see in part, but he sees in whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was thinking of that in a really literal term of like Instagram, the one Instagram yes. square is in part, but That's we right. don't know what the whole looks like. But Jesus knows that and he knows it for their lives and he knows it for our lives. That's right. And he doesn't know it just for the moment, but he knows it for the future of our mm-hmm. kids. Right. So there's a release in that. There's a freedom yes. that comes and yes. saying, okay, I see this one moment in time mm-hmm. and you see it all and I am going to... In this moment, love my children mm-hmm. as Christ loves me mm-hmm. and and be the love of Christ and whatever that looks like. Because there is, the Lord disciplines those he loves. Yes. So discipline is required in love, yeah. right? So that's not to say that it's we're going to let everything slide because that's not oh, loving. Oh, no, yeah, we wouldn't do that. But it's just saying in this moment, we're going to love our children mm-hmm. and, and do the best we can in this moment and trust that he sees the rest and he that's fills right. in all the gaps. Well, and that's where you have to let go of control, like yeah. you said. You know, you got to let go of control. And I think half of that is when we talk about false guilt is letting go of this perceived control that we think we uh-huh. we have. perceived control so yes. yeah perceived mm-hmm. control but um yeah that's good we just hope this has been a blessing to you all I feel today like we're a little all over the place but i think it all it all comes together it all makes sense in my it's, mind. it's all part of life <laughs> um but the point is don't let false guilt control right. you and um and if you have that if you struggle with that share it with a friend cuz yeah. I will bet yeah. you that they might have an area in their life that they're dealing with it yeah. as well. And, you know, there's freedom yeah. in confession. Well, it still confession. goes back to confession, right? Yes. Even, like we talked about on the last podcast, with real guilt, it mm-hmm. starts with confession. With imposed guilt, it, starts, it still starts with confession. Lord, it does. I feel like I don't measure up. So show me the ways where you're measuring up for me. Yes. Where, you know, show me how to measure myself against your yes. guys, your yardstick, and not the world's. And it's forgive just a me for doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because so. it is wrong. It, it it ultimately is wrong because we're yeah. looking to the world when we need to look to the Lord. Yeah. this week on Springs and Roots. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We look forward to chatting with you next week on the Springs and Roots podcast.